Run to Old Navy for your favorite Old Navy active styles. Compression leggings and Old Navy active pants are just $12 for adults, $10 for kids, two days only, tomorrow and Sunday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1-5 to 1-6, select styles only. Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. One of the most informative talk radio shows today from social issues and trending topics to sex and relationships no subject is ever taboo so join us now for real people real topics real talk let's face it happy sunday everyone and welcome to the sunday june 7th episode of let's face it we're your host alicia brown and Will Strayhorn. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> <guess>. as usual, <laughs> how yeah. was your weekend, Will? My weekend. Oh boy, I had I had a nice weekend. I had a nice weekend. Um, I worked pretty much every day this weekend. I even worked today, which is I'm usually off today, but um, I've had an interesting weekend. One that I will remember for a while. But you know, all is good. God is good. And hallelujah. Um, how was yours? How was yours? Weekend was just amazing and it was really confirming. Um, I had the pleasure yesterday to attend a women's mm-hmm. luncheon for one of my vision mentors. Um, okay. And, you know, it was just awesome. You know, I love the opportunity when women are able to come together and, and just share mm-hmm. and see their lives transformed. But the biggest takeaway, I think, from that luncheon was the words of confirmation. Um, Mm. So many things just touched my heart that was just so wonderful and confirming about the vision of the show and and what we we, we, we are equipped to do. We love what we do, so that's why, you know, Mm. we're always working. But, you know, just what we're called to do, we're called to do this, we're equipped to do this, and then despite the challenges, we are ready for what the future has in store. Yeah. Yes, and so we talk that, about that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll say, Alicia, we should look into this. He's like, you know, I was just thinking about that, how exactly. much in sync we are, especially with the vision and the future of the show. So I'm blessed to have you as a part of the show. Um, our oh. other co-host, Janae Kay, she will be back with us. She has not gone. Danielle will be back periodically. Um, but yes. um, we're still a family. But right now, we're holding it down. So what's yeah. the show about today? Oh, the show. The show is awesome. The show is awesome. And and the funny thing, the show is probably for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll share a little secret with the listeners. I don't know uh-huh. why, and I think in the past few weeks it's, it's just gotten worse. I have what they would call stage fright. So it's like that half an hour before the show, I'm mm-hmm. just, Spazzing for yeah. no reason. I'm just yeah. so anxious. For no reason. You, like, you just Absolutely asked me. You're no like, what's reason. wrong? You asked me what was wrong. I'm like, I don't know. But it's just like I'm, I'm feeling yeah. anxious. So our expert <laughs> is going to help us do that. Um, the okay. show tonight is on letting nothing hold you back, conquering anxiety and defeating your enemies. And our expert guest is going to tell us how we can overcome anxiety Exhaustion and pain, which were things I didn't realize were connected to that. Um, how to change mm-hmm. your negative to positives, 
eliminate sleepless nights, which is another one of my problems. Um, really? <laughs> let go of drunk. Yes. You know, that's why I can come up with all these visions and ideas, because I have a problem sleeping. <laughs> so oh, 2 o'clock okay. in the morning, you have the best ideas in the world um, when normal oh. people are sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she's really going to let us know, too, how we can let go of drama and struggle and then how to live life free of fear. And if we're fortunate, she will help me with my anxiety issues right before the show. So, yeah. <laughs> be very interesting so you have show. anxiety before the show. I used to have yes. um, anxiety issues before the show, but right now, you know, it's, it's easy breezy right now. My biggest problem is in social situations where it's a large crowd. So mm. I definitely want to talk to her about the anxiety when I get around people. I can do really well. Like today I had the, um, I was at a, a bridal event for domestic violence victims. And um, yes. people came around the table, and I was doing makeovers, and they were asking questions. And I was really, you know, I was bubbly. I was really, um, As usual. I was really energetic, and I was comfortable. I was really comfortable. It was like maybe six of us. But you get me in a room of 60 people, and I get lost, and I, I, I tend to hover to a corner. So I need to come out of that if this is what I want to do. So hopefully our, our guest, Peggy. <laughs> yeah. I can't do anything yeah. but laugh because that's my same problem, as you well know. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully we'll both walk out of here better equipped to do what we are called to do. But yes. there were a lot of things in the news this week. I was watching on Facebook, on TV. A lot of things have been in the news. Tell us about what we're going to talk about today. You know, this to me was probably one of the most absurd things I read this week. But there was a school kitchen manager that was fired for giving lunches to students without money. Um, This occurred in Colorado, real brief. Um, She managed the kitchen at Dakota Valley Elementary School near Aurora, according to the uh, CBS reports. Um, The school district said she violated their policy when she gave lunches to children who didn't qualify for free or reduced meals, and they fired her. Now, Mm -hmm. the district said they would never let a child go hungry, but one of the things that this lady said was, For children whose parents make too much money to qualify for either a reduced or free lunch, they're offered a slice of cheese on a hamburger bun and milk. Mm. And you can imagine, I mean, most of us remember when we were in school, um, sometimes Mm -hmm. the school lunches themselves, a full school lunch was not enough. You're still hungry. But can you imagine Mm -hmm. a hungry child, this may have been their only meal today if they didn't qualify for, you know, free lunch or reduced lunch. And all you offer them is a slice of cheese on a bun and some milk. Yeah. And in that mm. place, they were saying that um, a family of four needs to make about 31000 or less for its children to be eligible for free lunches and below 45000 for reduced lunches. And an elementary school lunch in that district is $2.80 a day. Mm. So... Can you? I mean, what 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 do you do? What, what are your thoughts about that, Will? Um, I heard it. I read about it. Um, it's two issues I want to address. Number one, the school system has come forth saying that she wasn't fired because of that reason. That there were other circumstances, and um, yeah. she had, I guess, been reprimanded for other issues. That's why she was released. But the moral issue about it is that there are a lot of loopholes in our system, and it is mm-hmm. it is impossible for a family of four people um, huh. to survive on $31,000. Now, given that the lunch is $2.80 a day, they have 
I don't know how many kids they have, but let's say um, I don't know. This, is this a family of four or okay, not it, four it, kids, it, but so maybe it's, it's probably two kids then. Um, two kids be, times five days a week times yeah, four days a week. It, it's impossible huh. for them to pay that. So I mean, I, I commend her on what she did, given me being in the same situation, I would have done the exact same thing because there are a lot of loopholes in the system. Um, right. Like I was saying um, on one of the shows last week, um, I have friends and relatives who are like caught in those loopholes where they make too much right. to get this or too little to get that, and they're the ones that are left out. Um, so this is just another situation where someone stepped up. Unfortunately, she did lose her job. Um, they said yeah. it wasn't for this reason. It wasn't for this right. reason, but I, I commend her on what she did for the, for the moral aspect of it. Absolutely. How do you feel about it? Well, you know, my thing is, too, people always assume that there's other programs to help people in that situation. But like you Mm -hmm. said, there's always those people that are caught in between. You know, you you make just enough not to qualify, but you don't really Mm -hmm. make enough to care for your family. And we can't, you know, go through the rhetoric of, well, why didn't you make better choices? You shouldn't have had children you can't afford. Life happens. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not that cut and dry. And I like what she said was, I'm sorry, but if a child is standing in front of me crying and telling me they're hungry, I'm going to give them something to eat. Um, So it's definitely a problem in America. I mean, what do you do? I mean, you look at some place like Food Bank that has programs Mm -hmm. for children. They're flooded. Mm -hmm. You know, they're constantly trying to do drives for donations. But, you know, people, organizations, they're tapped out. So what do mm-hmm. you do? I can't say if I was in her position, I wouldn't have done the same thing. It's just really, just, really disheartening. I would be interested to know what some of our listeners think. If you go to our Facebook page, which is Let's Face It Radio, or on com, there's a space for you to give some feedback to our topics and to our show. Um, I'd love to be able to hear what some of you guys feel about. If you if in that situation, would you do the same thing? But there's another story in the news, and this really this next story kind of touches my heart because I was in the same situation a couple of weeks ago. You were in there when I when I graduated um, from college, and I would have been one of these people because um, let's see where was this in Senatobia, Mississippi, Senatobia mm-hmm. High School. Um, a group of people basically received arrest warrants um, for their arrest and possible fine because they were cheering during graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, just to sum it up pretty much, I guess it was a school, the school superintendent or the principal who basically let people know in advance that they were not supposed to make any noise while the names were being called. And they didn't say that, you know, you couldn't cheer, but they wanted to make sure that everyone, everyone's name was called and then you cheer at the end, which I can understand. Because yeah. um, at my graduation, I purchased one of those horns, you know, the loud horn. But something just kept telling me, not to let them do it. I kept texting them saying, don't do it, don't do it, because I heard they read those names pretty rapidly, and my horn could have overshadowed somebody's proud moment. So I was really glad, and I can understand this. I don't know about this. I think they were they said they could get maybe $500 fine or six months in jail. I think that's pretty steep for that crime. But I definitely do believe in um, some type of reprimand because, it was stated. The reason was really valid, and I, like I said, being in that situation, I definitely understand that a lot of noise and with them speak, calling the name so rapidly, you will miss that next person's name, and then that family will miss out on their moment. So I can understand mm-hmm. in holding all the applause to the to the end. What do you think? 
that sounds so nice, Will. I'm going to disagree. Oh, <laughs> okay. Because okay. first okay. of all, one of them that you, I, I, I understand. I, I agree with you. I, I totally respected your graduation, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, when, mm-hmm. when they said hold the applause to the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, let me not go with that part. Let me just say this part. Um, mm-hmm. One person, she says all she said was she yelled out uh, her niece's name when she went across the stage. And we know most of us would have done that. Then someone else said, you did it, baby. Okay, most Mm -hmm. of us would have done that. You know, if that's all you did, we weren't there. But if that's all you did, I don't think that's worthy of the the penalty is here. However, attending your graduation, as wonderful as it was, there are some people that really, really irritated me. (laughs) And I'm just like, you're yelling. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh I mean, you're yelling, you're screaming, and it's not like that quick whatever you're still yelling. Like, I mean, they were just yelling the person's name. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Did this? You know what? The rest of us might want to hear our graduates, too. And then I remember there was one moment where people were trying to get closer to take a picture, which mm-hmm. I, I, I can't say that's wrong. But when you're standing there for like a good five minutes and you're blocking everyone else who might simply want to stand up and take a picture or see their graduate walk across the stage, it, it does get right. to a point where it's a little bit too much. So, I mean, everything in decency and order, but at the same time, when it was your time to walk across the stage, they were not going to tell me that I wasn't going to go down the steps and get that picture. So I got the pictures. <laughs> but, you know. So, so you I, think I agree, the $500 or six months in jail is good for that time? You know what? I, I wish they would have tried it. <laughs> like, no, I'm going to get my picture. Uh. And I'm going to scream, go, yeah. Will, and you know what? You, you're not going to find me no six months in jail, $500. But I understand they wanted to make a point, but I think that's just a little bit too excessive. And then, you know, what I wonder, yeah. you have like a couple people that you may appoint out of, but I'm pretty sure those were not the worst people there. So how do you draw the yeah. line between we target these four people, but, you know, maybe these other 25 or 50 people, we're not doing anything to? That's unfair. Exactly. That's true. Really unfair. That's true. Understood. Okay. <laughs> you took me back. I'm going to get so it to Yeah. Oh, well, you know, let's save this one for last. I don't even have to give you the summary of the story. Yeah, because yeah. everyone already knows about it. And, you know, I feel some mm-hmm. kind of way. But the Bruce Jenner um, transformation to Caitlyn Jenner. And I think everybody, yeah. unless you've been under a rock, have seen that Vanity Fair cover with the Mm -hmm. caption, Call Me Caitlin. You know, I just, I I, I just, I don't understand society, American society today. Um, Mm -hmm. I do fully understand why he would have, excuse me, why she would have that caption on the cover, Call Me Caitlin. Mm -hmm. Because like any Mm -hmm. other time in history this has happened, people, you, you saw, I just slipped up, there, and I'm normally trying to be very respectful, they still want to go by who you were. So, you know, there's mm-hmm. times I think his mother was interviewed and she said the same thing. It's going to be hard to not say him or not call her Bruce and adjust to calling him Caitlin. You know, you're used to this mm-hmm. person in this image. But at the same time, I think, you know, there were a lot of people on- online that cheered and said, you know, you go, you're you're brave, you deserve a bravery reward award. And then there were other people that they were just so nasty. I mean, mm-hmm. so 
derogatory, so mean-spirited. And, you know, it's something we see over and over again in the media. And I'm always Mm. taken aback by how you don't see this person as a human being, but you just see Mm -hmm. something that you want to make fun of. You see something that you want to make an example out of. And I I think people, you know, it's, it's so funny when everybody can get together and make a joke and you have people that support you and laugh, but but you completely ignore this person's struggle. And this act, it doesn't matter how, how you personally feel or if you're for or against whatever, but the fact that this took a step of courage and this is something that this person felt was right for them. And I don't see, you know, it's like people do with children. You're like a bully. I don't see why this is okay Feel how you want to feel, but don't outwardly take the pose to just be so mean-spirited and hurtful. I don't know, Will, what were your thoughts on that? My thoughts on this entire situation was, well, I had two different thoughts. Looking at, because I was looking on Facebook, I was looking on um, Inside Edition, everybody talking about it, different opinions um, from Mm -hmm. the pretty much from the LGBT community, it was really inspirational for a lot of people. Um, I want to remind you, Bruce Jenner or Caitlyn Jenner was not the very first um, person to go public. Um, A lot of people were ridiculing why this person is getting so much attention. Um, That's beside the point, but but the courage that it took for him to come out, for her to come out, come forward, was remarkable, and I admire her for that reason. I've never had that courage. Still working on that courage to totally live authentic. Um, and I just think the people that were being really negative towards her, I was told a long time ago that people shun or they condemn things that they do not understand. That's happened throughout the church mm-hmm. a lot of times when it comes to homosexuality, when it comes to even female preachers, all the way down to slavery. Things they don't understand, they just condemn it. It's against God. It's this, is this, is that. People don't take the time out to understand, like you said, the struggle, what they went through, um, just what brought her to this point. Because, you know, she's a car- basically a Kardashian, one of the, the mm-hmm. world's most well-known families. For her to have the courage to say, okay, I want to live my life and to come forward took a lot of guts. And I'm sure it wasn't an easy decision. But um, on one hand, I'm really surprised at the the support that she's getting, but then we still have a long way to go. But you know what? You can't please everybody. And and really boils down to that. Learn how to tune the naysayers out. And now the ESPYs are are saying, well, not the ESPYs, but people want the ESPYs to take back the award um, because it's not Bruce Jenner. She's Caitlyn now. That's ridiculous. Um, I didn't hear that one, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, the SVs have, okay. de- I think they've denied that they're they're not going to do that. They said they're not going to do it, but people have been okay. pushing and um, petitioning for them not to give her their award, mm. which is ridiculous. I mean, regardless whether she gets the award or not, she's worth 150 million dollars. She could care less. Hello. But you know, you know, I'm good with network. But so, hey. <laughs> next, Thank you. I didn't know that next. part either. 150 million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call me yeah, whatever. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Wow. I know that's right, but. We have an interesting show, as you talked about earlier. Um, When we come back from this break, we're going to hear from our guest. She's going to be with us, um, Miss Peggy Silfen, right? Did I say that right, Silfen? She'll let us know shortly. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Well, stay tuned. You are listening to Let's Face It, and I'm sitting here with my wonderful host, Alicia. We'll be right back.
Hey y'all, Cedric the Entertainer here with Niecy Nash, taking a break from shooting the Soul Man to introduce you to Patience. Hi. Patience is a patient at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Families never receive a bill from St. Jude for anything because all a family should worry about is helping their child live. St. Jude won't give up until they end childhood cancer, sickle cell, and other deadly diseases. Because of you, there is St. Jude. Learn more at stjude.org. Hey, what's up? This is Jaheem, and I'm down with Life Beat. And I just want to let all y'all know, man, y'all need to go out there and get tested to prevent the spread of HIV AIDS. Remember, it's not a game, it's life. What's up? This is Alicia Keys for Life Beat, the music industry fights AIDS. Every hour of the day, two young people are infected with HIV, the virus that causes AIDS. Don't be one of them, for real. Protect yourself, all right? If you choose to have sex, you know, use a condom, all right? If you need to get tested, call your local AIDS service agency. For more information, call 1-800-342-AIDS or log on to www.lifebeat.org. You're listening to Let's Face It, one of the hottest talk radio shows on the web. Are you looking for more exposure for your brand, product, event, or special story? Let's Face It Radio is the place for you. We're also seeking guest experts specializing in sex and relationships health and wellness, politics, law, spirituality and religion, just to name a few. Looking for low-cost marketing opportunities? Well, look no further. We offer multiple advertising campaigns via website ads or audio commercial opportunities played live during the show. Visit www.letsfaceitradio.com and complete the appropriate contact form for more information. Welcome back to Let's Face It. And tonight's episode is entitled, Let Nothing Hold You Back, Conquering Anxiety and Defeating Your Enemies. Now, our guest expert is a personal development coach, wellness specialist, speaker, author, and former journalist from New York City. She spends her time helping people overcome life's big and small frustrations and challenges, Her book, Escape from Anxiety, Supercharge Your Life with Powerful Strategies from A to Z, will be available June the 11th at Amazon. So let's welcome to the show, Peggy Silfen. Thank you, Alicia. Hi, Will. Thank you. Wonderful to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. How are you doing this evening? Exactly. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. I've been listening to both of you. It's been fascinating. All right. Enjoy the show. How was your weekend? You're great. How was your, oh, how was your weekend, Peggy? Absolutely fabulous. It's been really a, just a superb weekend, lots of activities with lots of friends, and uh, I actually just came from an Ayurvedic cooking class. <laughs> oh, wow. Isn't that a mouthful? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I smell like lots of cumin spices and coriander. And oh. Very oh. interesting things. Now that just makes me hungry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A little different. (laughs) Well, Peggy, as you heard, one of us, who shall remain nameless, has a little bit of stage fright before every show. Now, quick explanation. It used to be fear of the unknown and getting used to, you know, 
this new avenue, and now all of a sudden not fearing anything, no anxiety over any particular thing, but just freaking out right before showtime. So on that sweet note, can you define what anxiety is and share the difference between everyday normal anxiety versus when you really have a clinical problem? Absolutely. You know, it's so interesting because you mentioned that I was a journalist in New York, and I had the great honor of interviewing James Earl Jones before he went on stage for a theater performance. Mm. And he confessed how anxious he was before the performance. And really what it boils down to is when you're a performer and you're about to go on air, there's Mm -hmm. a rush of adrenaline. You have the stress response happen, and it's that fight or flight. And it's interesting because the number one fear um, across the board, according to the American Institute of Stress, is fear of public speaking. So people are very nervous before they get up and speak. (laughs) Well, it's a very normal thing. And here's the thing that is really wonderful about it, actually, because it releases all these hormones that make you really alert. It actually makes you sharper. And so for that short burst, it's actually very positive. Here's the downside. If you have it Uh all the time, if you're constantly feeling that level of anxiety and you're constantly having those bursts of hormones, the cortisol, the adrenaline, that's very depleting. And what happens is people start getting paralyzed to actually do everyday tasks. You know, some Mm. people just have natural anxiety from just our humanness, you know, our vulnerability, Mm -hmm. like you know, you could be nervous just paying your bills, right? <laughs> or mm. driving, driving in traffic, right? Right. But here's okay. the thing. If, if you have really irrational feel, fears, exaggerated worries, or you really mm-hmm. dread doing things to the point where you can't do them, you're not getting out of bed in the morning, you're mm-hmm. feeling hopeless, those are serious. Now you've got something that really needs to be addressed more clinically. And you know, here's something that I think is really important to address is the fact that, you know, at that level it is considered a mental illness. And, uh-oh, mm, you know, wow. we have this stigma about mental illnesses, right? You hear the word, right? right? Mm-hmm. What was your reaction? Wow, yeah. That's kind of right? scary. <laughs> so, so, right. Yeah. But now, you know, and here's the thing. When you hear that someone has cancer, what's your reaction? Mm-hmm. You're okay, you know, you feel compassion. You feel compassion, you feel sorry for them, you feel, yeah. Right, right. So mental illness is like a mental cancer or diabetes of the brain, and it's very treatable, and there's things you can do about it. And I love the idea that you, you know, talked about at the beginning of the show, just the idea of really breaking through and facing, facing your fears and really being able to transcend because that's, a lot of what I empower people to do through these different techniques that they can learn. And so there are definite opportunities for relief. But seriously, Alicia, what you're experiencing is very normal for the kind of work that you're in and what you're doing. So before show, just take some nice full deep breaths and go okay. on the air. And break a leg, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> now let me just confirm one thing, because <laughs> I'm feeling better right now. But well, You know, for someone that, like, every time, you know, you're going to go perform, like every time you do public speaking or every time you're on the radio and you continue to have, you know, this same level of anxiety, is that normal? Like, every time? um, Pretty much when you're performing because, again, you want that higher activation of just 
you know, mental clarity and all of that. So you really actually want to use that to your advantage. And performers get that before they perform. It's just not an unusual thing. The point is you don't want to carry it past the on-air time. So if afterwards you're still feeling that, then it's a problem. Oh, no, I'm good after that. (laughs) Once we hit showtime and the mic comes on, I don't care if it's on the stage or on the radio. I'm good. It's just getting up to that point. (laughs) Yeah. But other than that, so look at it differently. You know, mm-hmm. use it use it to your advantage then. Uh, you change uh-huh. your attitude about it. Instead of worrying about, oh, my gosh, why am I feeling this anxiety, just go, hey, this is my performance anxiety, and I'm going to have uh-huh. a great show. I have been redeemed. Thank you, Lord. You know and what, what Peggy, are some of the other Peggy, types of well, oh, I, had a, I had a statement, I had a comment. Because you know, just listening to what you were saying, it took me back to when I was taking Toastmasters and I was taking public speaking classes. Um, what really helps me now is I, I had to get in my mind that, Usually, people really genuinely want to see you do well. So if they tune in to you, if they come to see you perform, they don't want to see you bomb. So if you get in your mind that these people are not here to judge me or whatever, um, to me it helps relieve some of my fear, especially when I go do the hosting or whatever. People really want to be entertained. They want to see me do well. They don't want to see me get there and get stage fright or anything like that. So that kind of helps alleviate, alleviate some of my fears. And you're just telling me this now. You're just telling me that now. Peggy said something that kind of it kind of brought it to my remembrance. Oh. What am I <laughs> well, and Alicia Will is holding out on you. You know that. Yes. I don't know Will. <laughs> but oh, he God. knows, and he's just saying this now. <laughs> but you know that that's part of performance. You know, when people do get up to speak, if you really visualize that you're speaking to a close friend or a good, just be mm-hmm. conversational, be relaxed, be natural, be passionate, be who you are. And when you're authentic, yeah. you can't go wrong. When you really speak from the heart, it guides you. And the audience recognizes it and they feel it and they're with you. And even if you... Um, say something incorrect or you trip or you do something silly, it doesn't matter because they're with you because you're authentic. Okay. Okay. What what are some of the different types of anxiety? There are many, many different types. And probably some of the most common are the panic attacks, general anxiety disorder, bipolar, obsessive-compulsive disorder, OCD. And I actually work with a lot of clients with post-traumatic stress disorder, the PTSD. And and it's interesting because, you know, we think of PTSD oftentimes, uh, you know, veterans, and yes, many of them, of course, do suffer from PTSD. But I work with a lot of just, you know, everyday people who've had major traumas. I have a woman that I've been working with who um, in childhood has had some very tragic experiences that have really caused her to have a lot of difficulties in facing just everyday situations. So there's hope, and that's the big message, is that there's a lot of um, resolutions for it. And so I'm really grateful to have opportunities to share it, because I think a lot of people suffer in silence, and mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is exactly. no need for that. There, there are ways to transcend it and to really be able to have a full, uh, healthy life. You, you kind of hit on my next question. You were saying that, like, um, childhood experiences, traumatic incidents have um, helped trigger that. What are some other root causes of anxiety that you run across? Um, I find that a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, 
really comes from pre-programming. It comes from belief systems that we've developed, and we've developed it over our lifetimes, and it starts in childhood. You know, a parent might be really annoyed one day and say to a child, you know, you'll never amount to anything. And even though that child as an adult becomes a huge success, inside that adult doesn't feel like a success. They still feel like they're never going to amount to anything. And they're not consciously in touch with that. That's why it's really important mm-hmm. that as parents we make sure that we speak, you know, very carefully and express ourselves to our mm-hmm. children in ways that are encouraging and supportive and positive because these get planted. But in addition to that, uh, what really fuels anxiety is as we reach adulthood, uh, work situations, friends, um, mm. just experiences that we have. And then the big one is culture. You know, we are such an mm. over-barraged culture of, you know, posted, tweeted, tuned in, uh, Instagram. You know, we've got uh, news 24-7. And right. it's such a barrage of information. And let's face it, most of the news programs are looking for ratings. So they want right. to uh, entice people by activating their fears. And so they're delivering, you know, mostly bad news. And that mm-hmm. creates a lot of anxiety. In fact, a lot of my clients who, you know, I've been working with, I really advise them, stay away from news, you know. That we, you, you find yeah. out anything that's really important. Right. Wow. <laughs> and it, that, that, that's a good point, though, because for someone that does suffer from anxiety, certainly the news would make you anxious. Well, mm-hmm. not only that, you know, there um, people who suffer from serious forms of anxiety are already having sort of unreal perceptions of their reality. And now you're feeding them all of this negativity. And here's yeah. the takeaway, you know, um, we can only really impact ourselves. You know, if you're stuck in traffic, for instance, you can't change those external circumstances. And the news mm-hmm. happens, the tragedies happen all over the world all the time. It's part of our lives. It's part of what happens. It's part of the balance. And there's nothing we can do about many of these things. If there are things we can do, let's do them. And many of us do. I'm very involved in Rotary, for instance, and we do a lot there to really make a difference in the world. But the bottom line is the only thing you can really affect, and so your reactions to these situations is what's really important to consider and to look at. And, you know, if you get into anger fits when you're stuck in traffic, who is that harming? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we're we're going to just fast forward right past that one. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about my road rage at times. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, but you know what? That's the thing. We we all have it. This is, again, part of our humanness. You know, we all have these moments of reactive behaviors. So here's the next step is being aware of it. And once you're aware of it, now you can begin to change it, and that's the key. So it's taking little steps and laying the groundwork to create change for yourself that's keeps you healthier, keeps you more energized. Because I, I just had a client, in fact, who I've been working with. He's been doing so phenomenal. And he is one of these people who goes into a rage at almost any kind of trigger. And he has been wow. so calm and peaceful for the last few weeks with all of the techniques we've been working on. He's really been assimilating them. I've been so proud of him. And he walked into um, his car dealership because he's been having trouble with his car. And he bought a slightly used car. And um, 
it turns out that he needs a whole new transmission and it's going to cost him $6,000. Now, in the past, oh. he would have been taken away by the police, right? But yeah. he mm-hmm. transcended it. He didn't have that reaction, and he was shocked for himself that he wow. was calm, and they actually found a resolution now, another solution that was not going to cost that much. And had he blown up and exploded, they probably would not have taken the time to really look for the solution. They would have just tried to push him out the door. So exactly. it's incredible how it changes how you move through challenges of life, which we all have them. That's so true. Hmm. Now, Peggy, you also mentioned social anxiety disorder. Um, Could you explain what the major symptoms of that that, um, is? I mean, is that the same thing as like stage fright, or is it a lot bigger than that? It's really bigger than that. It's really fears of being in crowds. Uh, It's a little bit of what Will was talking about earlier, how Will you Uh were talking about, you know, really kind of being uncomfortable going to those gatherings of 50 people or more. And it really boils right. down to a fear of judgment, um, not mm-hmm. being secure enough in what you have to say. And it was interesting because you already noticed that you were in your zone and you had a lot to talk about when they came over and asked about specific things. You were right there. Right. It felt good. You were able to deliver. And that's the difference. Right. So when you're, you're comfortable, it's not a problem. Now, how hmm. would you distinguish that between because apparently this is my issue too, um, <laughs> distinguishes between maybe I'm just a person that's comfortable with more of that one-on-one conversation, and, and I feel, I know for me, my, my big thing is personal space. So, like, if you take me to a major city that's just filled with um, people, just full of crowds and everything is fast, 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 that's so not my area. That, that's not where I'm comfortable. So if we have a small, let's say, a a meeting or um, a networking event, for example, if you give Uh me 20 people, I'm good with that. You give me a good 30, 40, 50. Now, on the other hand, if you tell me to speak in front of thousands, once you give me the microphone, I'm good. I will talk, speak, teach, preach, whatever you want me to do. But when we're in an environment where you start to network and you come up to me, I am so comfortable with maybe 20 people. Or even comfortable in a stance where it's like if you have a table and someone's coming up to you, you know, and there's like that barrier between us, I feel comfortable. But if it's like I have to be face-to-face, one-on-one contact, I'm very uncomfortable. What what What's going on there? <laughs> well, again, it's... It comes down to uh, probably some preconditioning that you've had in in situations that you're, you know, long past, but it's Mm -hmm. triggered in the present. And so you're responding to the present um, in in a sense inappropriately, but it's because of things that you've experienced. So to transcend through that, um, it's really a matter of developing skills to stay in a place of calmness. So if you're calm and relaxed, you're much more able to access all of the skills that you need to interact with people. And again, it goes back to the fears of judgment and, you know, not uh, feeling secure enough in what that interaction might be or the unknown. You're not sure where it's going to go or what's going to happen. And, um, you know, doing things like Will did with Toastmasters is really good training 
course, doing the show is extraordinary training because you never know what a guest is going to say or how they might respond to something. (laughs) So you're you're developing really fabulous skills, and in time, that's going to serve you to really transcend through that. And the other thing is just, again, simple deep breathing can help you just relax your mind and body enough so that you can be in those experiences without feeling that panic or fear. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Hmm. Yes. Yes, it does. All it does. Right. <laughs> so, Peggy, is, is social anxiety disorder the same as being shy? Well, it's interesting. I think some people who suffer from social anxiety are viewed as being shy because they're so withdrawn. But yes. shyness is not necessarily social anxiety. I mean, sometimes they do go hand in hand, but not necessarily. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't put everyone into that category. Okay. And uh, and other than the reason, other than the things that you said, you said like toast toastmasters doing different events, um, especially breathing. That's what I'm, I'm trying. Yes. I'm actually enrolled next <laughs> semester in um, a class for voice and diction and public speaking, and they're going to teach us breathing because I know that plays a lot in how you deliver. So what are some other ways that you can treat the social anxiety disorder? Well, a lot of times it's a matter of really getting to the source of the problem kind of energetically. And I do a program called Integrative Relaxation, which Mm -hmm. takes me to very deep levels of consciousness that really relax body and mind. So a lot of what I teach in all of my coaching and all of my programs is really helping people to get that mind-body integration because what happens so often is we disintegrate, you know. We are so in our minds. We are so analytical. Everything, you know, the monkey mind, the mental chatter is constant, and that separates us from our whole selves. So when you get back to that place of that mind-body integration, you get into a better flow and it allows you to really be more of who you are. And again, come back to that authenticity. And it really flows through you more effortlessly. And that's kind of what we all want to get to is a place where, you know, life isn't a struggle. We don't have to work so hard. You know, we can be a little bit easier about how we approach things. And even challenges can be approached much more easily when you are in that place of integration. So there's some different things that you can do. Now, people who suffer from serious uh, SAD um, do oftentimes need cognitive behavioral therapy or medication. I mean, they might need to seek, um, you know, a higher level of professional help. Personally, I like to use a lot of alternatives uh, to really help people develop more of themselves, more of really who they are and be able to get more into that place of beingness rather than thinking and doing and panicking and fearing, uh, relaxing with what is. And that takes a little bit of practice. Uh, There's a number of different techniques uh, to help people get to that point. I don't think we have enough time in the time that we have to share them with you, but I would love to. In fact, I have one simple technique for just de-stressing, listeners can go to stressbusteronline.com and they can Mm. get um, a little three minutes to de-stress. And it will give them a little taste of some of these kind of guided um, moments of relaxation, of really just helping to refocus the mind and switch the mind from fear and panic into a place of ease. Okay. 
I think we all need to go visit that website. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I want to go do that right now. Just put the show on pause, mm-hmm. but I won't do that. <laughs> now, hmm? you know, some of the you mentioned earlier that some of the most successful people, um, as well as celebrities, will suffer from anxiety. But you know, you would never know that based on their performance. Which brings me to the question of does a certain level of success or achievement bring with it its own level of anxiety? And if so, what are some of the things um, that you can do to prevent that from getting out of control? Well, I think it only brings uh, its own level of anxiety if you allow it. And, again, I think if you come back to that place of integration, of mind and body, of awareness, of breathing, of uh, being calm, of being in a place of peace, and again, there are many different ways of achieving that, it allows you to avoid having anxiety get out of control. And again, some of the anxiety that performers feel is a natural evolution of performing. But again, if it goes beyond just their performance and it, you know, seeps into their lives, then it is a problem and and they probably need to address it. And, again, there can be many different ways of addressing it. Um, I even use uh, sound therapy, which is really wonderful. For It's almost like a sound bath that allows your body to just um, uh, sort of, on a cellular level, it moves the body back into alignment so that, you know, the body wants to heal itself. The body wants to keep improving. Biologically, we're built amazingly for that purpose. But we interrupt it with all of these negative thoughts and fears and um, Mm -hmm. different experiences that we bring into mind-body, and it interrupts the natural flow. So if we go back to the natural flow, you know, it's like a river, you know, and and allowing Mm -hmm. the current to take you rather than trying to struggle and swim against that current and and being exhausted if you just allow yourself to be more relaxed with the fact that the current is taking you and then move around the boulders, you know, as you can (laughs) maneuver around them, life becomes Mm -hmm. a little bit easier and you can actually accomplish a lot more. Hmm. I know that you you left a successful advertising agency to help others. So I want to know what inspired you to write your soon-to-be-released book, Escape from Anxiety, Supercharge Your Life with Powerful Strategies from A to Z. What inspired you to write that? I am so excited that it's coming out this Thursday, yay. Yes, Um, yes, 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 yes. I'm really excited because part of it is there are so many different um, modalities and opportunities for people to relieve anxiety, to relieve stress, and every person resonates a little differently. Different techniques work a little differently on different people. And so what I found with all of my clients is that um, I needed to be able to pull all these different tools out of my toolbox depending on where they were so that I could really mm. help them. And so the book is a real compendium of over 100 different techniques that mm. um, are really transformational. And um, and part of it, I wrote it for my clients and to reach beyond to really help people so people don't have to suffer, so they have quick solutions. Um, and part of the book actually provides long-term solutions as well. So you can have like a quick fix or you can 
spend more time and really commit to it and, and go deeper. But I also did it because, as you mentioned, you know, I've been through it um, my whole life. I've been up and down and thinking, well, I guess this is just my cycle. I, you know, I've had these incredible moments of brilliance, I thought, you know, and great productivity. Mm-hmm. And then I'd crash and burn. I'd get sick or something would happen and I'd be flat on my back. And I kept going through these ups and downs. And then I mm-hmm. discovered that there's a, that place in the middle, you know, before you go up, before you go down, there's that amazing place in the middle where you almost feel suspended. And what these mm-hmm. techniques that um, I've offered do actually expand that middle point so that you can live in that place. You can be so productive. You can do so much more. You can actually expand time because you're not using your energy in such depleting, fragmenting ways. You're actually harnessing your energy so much more efficiently. And so you get so much more done. And it feels like, you know, you can just take time and be able to really expand everything in your life. And when you do that, everything begins to improve. Relationships improve and work improves. You you connect more to your personal purpose. Everything changes. And so when I kind of discovered that for myself and found this amazing place, um, I really switched out of my ad agency and said, you know what, there's enough ad agencies, but more people need to know these solutions because we're living in a very chaotic world. And people right, need right. to know that there's there's a different way to approach life. And there's so much more we can do. And we can really be empowered. That's awesome. So that's, thank you. That's kind of become my mission and, and I'm loving doing it. I really, I enjoy seeing transformation in people and really being able to change their lives in ways that, you know, it benefits all of us. You know, if I help you, you're helping me because we're all in this together. So I see us Mm -hmm. all as resources for one another. Exactly. That's such a good point because, you know, oftentimes you do have people, when they start their vision, when they start what they feel they're called to do, there is that moment Mm -hmm. where you're working for an employer and then you're trying to build your brand and proceed with that vision. And then there's going to come a point where, you know, there's that question, do you take that risk and walk away because you feel called to serve people and leave what seems to be secure? And that brings with it its own level of anxiety. So that's just awesome you shared that experience um, for people that are going through that right now. But, you know, another thing, your book, just for the preview, because I can't wait to Thursday because I need the book. Um, (laughs) I I can hear all of this stuff, and I'm just going, I I need that chapter. I need that chapter. So I'm really excited about Thursday. But your book discusses how anxiety and physical pain are linked, and that's something that a lot of people that don't experience it to that level would not automatically assume. Um, Can you explain what is the connection between the two? There is a huge connection. Part of what happens when we're stressed, when we have that anxiety, when we have that release of all the cortisol and adrenaline and all of that, when we're in that fight-or-flight mode, all the energies go to our limbs so that we can either fight against that ferocious tiger, which is in our mind, or, you know, run away. And what happens is the energies get siphoned away from some of our um, non-essential functions at that moment. And those non-essential functions, uh, functions might be digestion, our immune system, 
And so it causes illness. It causes imbalances. People get sick. And, you know, a headache isn't just a headache. A headache is a sign and a symptom from your body saying, wait a minute, something's out of balance, pay attention. And most people, you know, again, in the lives we live, we're so busy, we're so multitasking, and we don't take time to pay attention to what our body's signaling us. And it's really important that we begin to tune into that. So what happens is we get pain, we get sick, and as that happens, that actually fuels anxiety for a lot of people. One of my clients, in fact, as soon as she, you know, has a headache, it, it, she gets depressed because she thinks, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I, and she starts getting these panic attacks about being ill. And so it feeds one another. But you can interrupt that. And it's amazing um, some of the breakthroughs now in brain plasticity and the neurosciences really talk about how, um, I'll just give you one quick little thing, um, if you you know, have a chronic pain, let's say, in your hip. If as you're feeling that pain, you can actually change your thought process to think about and visualize something that you love, something beautiful. Maybe you're, you know, uh, running a marathon or something or you're, Mm -hmm. you know, walking on a beautiful beach, whatever it is. If you can envision, really have that visualization, the pain center and our visualization center kind of share the same resources in the brain. So if you can visualize something positive, you can actually interrupt that brain, that pain reaction. So it's really quite amazing. Now, it does take some practice, and mm-hmm. it, you have to really be vigilant in doing it for it to really have an effect. But, you know, we're just at early stages of understanding this, and the fact that that is a possibility is extraordinary. So um, more and more we'll be able to expand on that and be able to provide more resolutions for people. That's pretty cool news. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Peggy, you mentioned a couple of times earlier that sometimes people are just predisposed to suffering anxiety. And I know in your book you talk about how one can change his or her brain for the better for long-term relief. How is that, how's that even possible? Right. Well, you know, it's, it's, first of all, there's this whole science of epigenetics, which, you know, says, okay, we have these genes that predispose us to have cancer or, but none of those genes have to be activated. So our lifestyle, our choices, our environment, all sorts of um, elements can influence whether that actually manifests or not. Well, the same with anxiety. And unfortunately, because anxiety has this psychological component to it, a lot of people say, oh, you know, well, my mother was always anxious. So they model themselves after what they've experienced, and they just continue the drama, the story, which is not true. They have choices, and so one can choose not to feel that way. And again, just as I was explaining Mm. with uh, pain, you can change thoughts to actually change brain uh, function. And uh, that little three minutes uh, to distress that I gave you the website to the uh, stressbusteronline.com actually is one of the techniques, I have a longer version of that, that if it's every day for 20 minutes a day, Um, over an eight-week period, it actually begins to change brain brain function, expanding memory, sensory perceptions, 
and um, allowing people to be more physically helpful because it, again, brings you into that mind-body integration. So there's so many things that can be done now to really change the brain, expand the brain, and a lot of it boils down to what we choose to do because what they're finding, again, in the neurosciences is, you know, we have these neurons in our brain that connect everything, and it's kind of the big network of communication. Well, those all get wired together, um, and then they fire together. So it becomes like a broken record. So those stories of negativity or anxiety and so forth just get grooved, and you just get stuck in it. But you can break the story. You can break the record. You can change it, and you can do it very consciously. It, again, starts with mindfulness, awareness, when you feel yourself in reaction to something, again, just uh, breaking that reaction by stopping for 30 seconds and just taking a few deep breaths and just thinking about something pleasant for 30 seconds can make a difference in how you feel. Wow. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. But you know, yeah. you, you, I can see how it will take practice. It will take some practice. Oh, oh, absolutely. And and, and that's the thing. It takes 21 to 90 days to form new habits. So, yeah, you have to commit to it. And that's really why I started, you know, my practice was I found that, you know, I was so excited to share so many of these different techniques with people. And I'd do, you know, a two-hour workshop and and everybody would be happy and calm and peaceful and off they go, you know, out into the street and then, of course, they get cut off and bam, you know, they'd be back to their old reactions because it takes time to change the wiring and to really be able to assimilate these techniques in ways that they're available to you. So, you know, that's why I do hand-holding now, and I, you know, speak to people multiple times, you know, being able to really help reinforce. It's kind of like, you know, um, I'm sure you've thought about fitness, and, you know, you go and you get a gym membership or something, and you go once and say, okay, that's it, I'm fit. I mean, it takes... (laughs) You got to do it. You got to practice it, and it becomes cho- a, a life choice. Right. Boy, I wish it was the other way around, where you just got the membership <laughs> and boom, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> but that unfortunately, nice. no. Yeah, no, unfortunately, unfortunately yeah, it doesn't happen that way. But <laughs> no, the, it doesn't. the thing is, is by investing a little bit of time because you deserve it. This is time that you invest mm-hmm. in yourself to know that you're going to have so much more energy, you're going to feel so much better, you're going to be yes. so much more inspired, you're going to be so much more creative. I mean, is, aren't you worth it? Yes. That's true. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, when, when put that way, it makes it more clear. Yeah, it's true. We just have to do it, Alicia. No excuses. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. <laughs> we, have to devote the next, we have to devote the next 21 to 90 days to do that. Well, and what's great right. about your partnership is that you can remind each other, you know. Oh, he does all the time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's a good encourager, good inspiration. Good. So if one slacks off, Important. you can look at the other one. But he's a little bit mm-hmm. too calm. So, you know, back to the anxiety issue. Yeah. But I guess one of us <laughs> has to be calm while the other one's anxious. So that's a good thing, too. Yeah. We balance. <laughs> but that's, that's the balance, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But, Peggy, you gave us just so much information with such clarity and very, very helpful 
for how, you know, what what's normal, what's not normal. Here's some tips of what you can do. But for our listeners, can you tell them um, what type of services you offer and how they can get in contact with you? Oh, I would love to, absolutely. Um, I offer um, a number of different programs. I offer um, personal development coaching, and I have um, kind of a business system called the Stress Buster System, which is at stressbusteronline.com. And for individuals who really want to supercharge their lives, who really are ready to move into the next phase, to let go of fears, to let go of negativity, um, I have an integrated life plan where I work one-on-one and we customize a program because there's so many different aspects of life. We have work, we have finances, we have relationships and Mm -hmm. health. And all of these things need to be in balance. And one of them is always somewhat out of balance. So what I do is I help an individual really identify what area really needs to be in balance more than another. And sometimes it's multiple areas. And then we develop a plan and then implement it. So for that program, they need to commit to at least a month because, as I mentioned, it takes at least 21 days to create a new habit. And that way I'm with them. I help reinforce it. I'm really able to show them the way and be there to answer questions. So if a technique isn't working, we look at, okay, how can this work more effectively? Because that's what happens when people have tools. They go off and then they don't quite know how to use them, and so they throw them away. And this is a way of being able to use it. So they can go on to integratedlifeplan.com or they can go on to my website, which is just PeggySealFon.com. And Sealfon is spelled S as in Sam, E-A-L, F as in Frank, O-N as in Nancy. So it's PeggySealFon.com, and there's lots of information there. In fact, I have a, a cool six-minute video on is your anxiety normal? Um, mm. So that mm. might be something that your listeners would be interested in watching, and uh, that will be under the blog. So there's lots of information on the site, and um I'm happy to help anyone who needs it because suffering is optional. You yes. know, we really exactly. pain, pain is inevitable, but we really don't have to suffer. And there really are simple solutions. And a lot of the solutions that I help people with, you know, they don't need any special equipment. They don't. They don't need to go anywhere. They just need to take time to give themselves what they feel they deserve and to develop these techniques and skills to be able to really uh, transform their lives in just profound ways. So it's it's exciting. Absolutely. I think it's just so awesome. I'm in full agreement that you did the right choice or made the right choice to leave the advertising agency. (laughs) You know, there are so many people that if you said go to a therapist for anxiety, it's just not going to happen. But, you know, people like you, I feel comfortable. You know, I don't see it as a big issue to come to you first and have you sort of walk me through and we can have this plan. And you know what? I can get help now. Like you said, I'll come up with these um, strategies for you and then walk you through implementing them. If this doesn't work, we'll examine why. I think people welcome that type of service more so than therapy. And then if it's a case where they truly would be helped by having therapy as a follow-up, they're sort of more embracing of that now because, you know, you you see the improvement. 
Right. Absolutely. And the other thing is that uh, very often I work with clients as a complementary program. So, in other words, you know, it complements if they're seeing a psychiatrist or a doctor. In fact, I have a lot of doctors who send their clients to me, um, doctors oh, wow. who are dealing with things like fibromyalgia and a lot of physical ailments because a lot of these kinds of ailments are caused from stress and anxiety. So, yes. um, you know, I'm working a lot more with the medical profession, which is really great because I feel like that is where we need to go. We need to yes. have more of, of a, I, I don't really like the word holistic, but I don't know how else to say it because it really is uh, a multi-pronged approach. There's no one solution that fits all. And we need to be sensitive to that, and we need to develop it, and that's part of what I feel, you know, my purpose is, and I love doing it. Awesome. Well, you know, again, we thank you for coming on the show. We 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 yeah. thank you. I personally <laughs> thank you for all. Come the back, please, especially after the book oh, is out. Come back. Yeah. Oh, I would love yeah. to. I would love to, and I really thank you for the opportunity to share all of this with your listeners. And you guys are doing a great job, so I'm really happy to be thank part you. of it. Thank you. And Thursday. Thank you. Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Thursday. Where can they get a copy of it? Where can um, they get actually, a copy if you just of go it? To my, if you just go to my website, PeggySealFund.com, mm-hmm. um, and click on the homepage, there's a link. And you, I'm actually giving away some free things that you might be interested mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, okay. Yeah. So We're going to put a link. The best way. I'm sorry? We're going to also put a link. We're going to put a link to your page on our website as well. Yeah. So listeners can go to com and they can click the link to go directly to your page. I'll make sure I do that later tonight. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you, Will. That's fantastic. Fabulous. But, again, we thank okay. you, and we look forward to having you back on. <laughs> thank you. Yes. I appreciate yes. it. Um, thank I'm you. Have a good evening. All right. You too. Awesome. <laughs> Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great wow. information. Absolutely, and I feel so much better right now. I I really do. Do you? But we'll see how you hmm. feel next next week about seven about seven forty five. That's when you start texting me. You know what? The book is out then, so I'm okay. (laughs) By then, I could have read chapter three, and you know, I went to the the stressbustersonline dot com. I'm gonna be all right. (laughs) Okay. But listeners, we're just gonna take a quick commercial break. Please stay tuned because we have something special planned for you next week. And you're listening to Let's Face It. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. As a doctor, I've seen too many women with breast cancer who could have avoided extensive treatment or even death had they just gotten an annual mammogram. Every major medical organization experiencing breast cancer recommends annual mammograms for women 40 and older. Please, if you're 40 or older, get a mammogram every year. If you have a family history or other risk factors, talk to your doctor about what's right for you. To find an accredited center, visit mammographysaveslives.org. 
Hello, those of you out there in Radio Land. This is Alicia Brown, the Joy Guru. And I hope you're listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. If you follow the show, you know that we always have something crazy going on, and you've probably seen that other side of my personality. But in addition to being a radio host, I'm also a motivational speaker, author, and joy enthusiast. One of my greatest works was the book, Sometimes All You Have is Happy, A Guide to Obtaining Happiness While Awaiting Your Dreams. I'm asking you to join me on this journey to empowerment. The book is a magnifying glass to enable you to identify the roots of your unhappiness, as well as the necessary steps to live in victory. As someone that suffered from childhood abuse and thoughts of suicide, there were lessons I learned along the way that enabled me a transition from being a victim to a victor. This book includes thought-provoking questions and exercises to enable you to take the beginning steps to reclaim the happiness, peace, purpose, and joy and power that you were designed to have. We cannot conquer what we refuse to face. Joy is a choice, but it should not be optional. Choose joy today. For more information, visit me at thejoyguru.net or go to amazon.com to find out more information on how to purchase your copy. Back to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Alicia Brown. It was a good show, Alicia, huh? Oh, yes, Lord. <laughs> I feel relaxed. Yeah. Did you, did you have a moment of anxiety right there? It sounded like you had a moment of anxiety, did you? <laughs> Just a little one, but I, 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 I started breathing real deep, so I'm okay. You did. <laughs> Which you well, can't tell good. by well, that stutter. That's good. That's good. I'm going to be all right Thursday. So. <laughs> Good. I know that we have a wonderful show next weekend. You want to Ooh. tell us about it? Lord have mercy. I, you know, it sounds cliche. <laughs> I say it every week, but it's the truth. It's not a cliche. Each week <laughs> gets better and better. <laughs> next week's show is entitled Addicted to Love. And our guest expert is just as intriguing as the topic. Ethley Ann Varr is a journalist and screenwriter who's best known for her work on television shows like CSI, Crime Scene Investigation, uh, Silk Stockings, and that was one I remember from, it wasn't that long ago, but anyway. Um, and other mm. productions, <laughs> along, yeah, I don't want to tell my age, so you know, it, it, it was a lifetime thing, I'm not going there. But anyway, um, she's also written several different books. But the one that we're featuring next week is Love Addict, Sex, Romance, and Other Dangerous Drugs. And she's going to speak um, on the topic. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying who is to blame for this uh, I'm smiling. topic, but I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, she speaks on the topic of sexual compulsions and toxic relationships, including her own. And she, she huh. does this at conferences. She talks on talk shows all around the country. So I'm really excited about that show. 
Um, definitely something we see in the media all the time. But a lot of people don't think about the concept that you can really be addicted to just the idea of love itself. Of being and that comes with, yeah. Exactly. And it comes with a whole host of other things. But all I can Tell say is it. that on Let's Face It, we bring you nothing but the best. So make sure you yeah. tune in every week, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And to ensure that you never miss a live show, you can follow us on our new Blog Talk home at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Let's Face It Radio Show. And you can always listen to us on the go on Stitcher, TuneIn, and iTunes. And I'm sure there's about eight other applications by next week. Mr. Strayhorn <laughs> will have for us as well. <laughs> yes, well, and you know, all of our past shows from the beginning um, are on Let's Face It Radio dot com under the Let's uh, under our past shows tab, and we'll be approaching our second season and our one year anniversary the first Sunday in Woo! September. So we have a lot of wonderful things planned. So you definitely don't want to miss out. Catch up on the past shows so that um, you know what's going on. All right. I'm scared. <laughs> yes, but, <laughs> Some of the topics um, for season two, I'm just scared, but it's okay. Exactly. Y'all like it. Y'all All like right. it. <laughs> you will. But thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Um, I'm your host, Will Strayhorn. And I'm Alicia Brown. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We ask that you visit www.letsfaceitradio.com for up-to-date information on future shows, special guests, advertising opportunities, and exciting interactive ways that you can be a part of the show. Join us next week, same time, same place, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. Macy's Backstage has everything to help you get a fresh start, including active gear from brands you love. Reebok, Fila, K-Swiss, and more. Hurry in and find the best booties of the season, starting at $19.99. And pamper yourself. Bring the spa home with fragrant candles, aroma diffusers, even salt lamps, starting at just $5.99. Best of all, look for incredible markdowns in every department all month long. Macy's Backstage, off-price, on-trend, arriving daily. Find your store at Macy'sBackstage.com. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.